Welcome to a learntolearn.org podcast. We are here to support your learning, taking off the limits that we have accrued to our learning and adding in those ingredients that we've learned from world-class learners that have made them the best so that we can each update our own programming and become the best learners that we can be. We're really glad that you're here to share some time with us. We hope that this brings you exactly what you need today to better engage in your life and your learning. We have had the good fortune here in this episode to be able to interview somebody that is very good at learning for the purpose of finding what are the underlying processes running in their brain that help them be so good at learning so that you can replicate those things. You can take the beliefs and strategies and approaches, arrangements that you will hear her describe and steal those. Take them into yourself and make use of them using the processes that we have described in other podcasts. There is a lot here. Thank you for joining us here today. We're talking to you because we've been told that you're very good at learning, that learning comes easily to you. And we want to uh, understand what you do internally to make that easy. Some people would say, Oh, well, somebody learns easy is just because they're smart. And our view is that given the amazing capacity of the human brain, that we're all probably smart, or pretty much all of us. And the difference is, if you will, in the software, in the programs, the strategies, the perspectives and such that run in our brain that let our brain be as uh, effective as it can be and uh, as uh, quick and easy at learning as it can be. So we're going to see if we can understand some of what goes on in your brain. And we may ask you some interesting or unusual questions to get at that. And uh, just, you know, share with us what you notice, and we'll uh, dig our way into that and see if we can figure out what your strategies and perspectives and the beliefs that support all that are. So can you tell us a little bit about how learning is for you? What What's it like when you're learning something new? Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, learning for me has always been really an enjoyable process and something that I look forward to. Um, A lot of my classmates would, you know, dread studying or would be complaining all the time about how much they hated learning, but they were always surprised when I not only, you know, did well, but actually enjoyed it. And, you know, it was a fun experiment for me. And I've since being out of school been looking for new ways to learn things because I missed that element. It felt like a really important piece of what I was doing and how I could fulfill myself in life. So just so our listeners have some sense of what this is translated into in the real world, 
great that you enjoy it. What, what kind of grades have you gotten or what's your experience that way? I've been lucky or in part of my process. <laughs> um, I've always gotten really good grades. Um, I got my GPA in high school was, I think it was over a 4.0 because we had um, weighted classes. And then in college, it was a 3.9. So almost all A's, all four and a half years. And special awards, anything like that? Um, I was the on the dean's list, um, which is, you know, well, yeah, doing well in academics. Um, and then I graduated summa cum laude uh, from when I graduated. Okay, so we have evidence that you're actually good at this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start with the broadest. What is your, so you enjoy learning, but what is it like for you when you sit down to learn? other than enjoyable? What happens in you? There's definitely an alivening process that happens. Um, I feel more energized. I feel excited. Um, you know, I feel like my brain turns on more and kind of opens up and receives information more than when I'm, you know, I, I can still do that when I'm using that information, but there's kind of an opening and an excitement um, and an energy that comes with that. Okay. And we're going to come back to that in a little bit. We're going to sort of fill out the, uh, the general field first. Are there things that you have learned or needed to learn where that didn't happen, where you weren't excited, where it wasn't enjoyable? Um, yeah, there have definitely been times when you know, I, I dreaded it or wasn't looking forward to it in the same way. What would be an example of that? That's a good question. So not many of those. <laughs> <laughs> and not memorable. But um, if you could give us any example, because we'll use that some to contrast what else goes on in you and in your brain. Yeah. I'll use history as an example. I've I've taken some history classes in school, and it was always a bit more arduous to have to study for those or learn those concepts than, you know, say, physics. I've always really loved learning how to do physics and understand the world that way. Okay. So when you study history, what's the experience internally that you have? Um, there's kind of a disconnect between me and the material. It's not as, it's much more external. I can see what I'm doing and see the, the material, but it doesn't come into my awareness in the same way where it doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm absorbing it. It just kind of stays external. You also said something interesting. You said, I can see what I'm doing. It's almost like you're watching yourself. I'm much less engaged with okay. it. All right. Okay. Tell us a little more about that. When I'm learning something interesting, there's almost like an invisible connection between me and the material versus when I'm learning something that I'm not interested in or for some reason I'm not confident in my ability to learn, there's 
that connection doesn't seem to exist. So it's me and what I'm learning are separate versus it almost kind of becoming a joined experience. Okay. And again, you said with what you're interested in learning, it comes into you. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because I've heard that a number of times from people who are really good at learning some particular thing. So we'll just note that and again, maybe come back to that. So let's spend a little bit of time thinking about the beliefs that you have around learning. And again, we'll use history and the like to contrast because there's probably a different set of perspectives, a different set of beliefs. And beliefs are really interesting because beliefs are one of the fundamental programs that runs our brain. So if we have a belief, as you sort of indicated, that you can't learn something, that is a program that organizes how the brain engages in the world. It's like a a filter that we live through. And if we have a belief that says other than that, then that also organizes, engages, runs the brain. You know, those fundamental beliefs engage other beliefs, perspectives, strategies, and such to support that. So when you're thinking about, oh, I get to learn this. I get to learn, you mentioned physics. I get to learn physics. What's your outlook on that? What's your belief? There's, I mean, there's the belief that it'll come naturally. I may have to study the material, but it's already understood that I will learn what I need to learn. Okay. Other beliefs? Like, if you compare and contrast it with history, is there a different perspective, just in an overall way, on physics as compared to history? The the value of, the importance of, anything that way. Yeah, there's the belief that it'll help me in my life. I see history as, you know, more of something that's happened and sure we can learn stuff from it, but it doesn't hold the same weight of value of what it's actually going to help me do in my life versus physics. I get to understand the world around me. And even though I'm not a physicist or using it in that way, I get to actually see how the world around me works. And that's holds a very different value. And if you get to see how the world around you works, then what? Well, it makes life a bit more fun because I get to engage with it on a deeper level and I get to use that information to help me make other decisions or um, expand how I think about things. Okay. When we think about history, you say, eh, maybe we could learn something from it, but not really. Tell me a little more about your perspective that way. I think there are valuable lessons to learn from things that have happened in the past and people that are interested in that love that. But um, for me, it holds different value in that 
I don't see a clear connection of how what I would learn from history is able to, I mean, ultimately provide any value for how I go about my life. Okay. So at the simplest level, your belief is certain kinds of things are very valuable and others aren't. Mm -hmm. If something is valuable, your system opens up and takes it in. Mm -hmm. And if something isn't valuable, you leave it outside of yourself. Yeah. Okay. Now, are there other beliefs? Now, you, before you said, well, I can learn and I can't learn, right? I can learn these things and I'm not so convinced on these other things. I'll probably get it. What more can you tell me about your perspectives, your outlooks that way? There have been certain things that I've kind of over the years proven to myself that I can learn. And that's built into the belief that things similar to that or in that same, I guess, quote, level of understanding are well within my grasp to learn. And so when I go to approach something new, if it falls within that category of I know that I've learned something of a comparable skill level or, you know, even if it's different fields like physics or business, but if it's the same if it kind of fits in that same group, then that falls into the belief that I know it'll be easy to learn. Um, but if it's something very foreign, sometimes there's the belief that, you know, the the uncertainty of being able to learn that because it's not something I've experienced before. Okay. So you said an interesting thing. You said that there's this history that you look to of... I've learned things like this, or I haven't. Mm -hmm. When you think about the the history of uh, I've done this before, do you have examples in your mind that you look to? Usually there aren't concrete times of, oh, I remember when I learned about gravity. And so then that applies, but it's more of a, it's more of a feeling behind, like there's less example specific times. So in my world and how I understand things, usually to get a feeling, there has to be something that precedes it. We either have images or we tell ourselves something or a combination of those. So if you'll check a little more closely, right? Because I'm watching you as you're talking. You know, our audience wouldn't see that this, but let me describe it. You're gesturing to different places. Like when you're talking about the history of not really being engaged by things, not really learning things easily, you're gesturing pretty far off to your right. And when you're talking about, well, I get this feeling and there are these things that I have learned, but I can't quite tell you what they are, you're, it appears to me that you're gesturing more off to the left. Would you just check and see if that correlates at all with your experience? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I see kind of a, a collective image of my school experience. 
because that's been a place where I've been able to learn very easily and very well. Yes. So I just want to emphasize what you just said. I see the collective experience. So it's like you've taken all those things, you've put them all in the same area, and you can see them get a sense of, oh, yeah, I've done things like this. Yeah, exactly. When you see that, we said it's more off to the left. Is it more off to the left and and forward or to the side or behind you? Or where do you see it that way? Um, it's pretty close to to grabbing distance um, off to the left. And your gesture is more in front of you. Correct, yes. All right. When you think about those things that maybe are less interesting or you haven't done as well or whatever, how how do you represent that? <laughs> They're way off behind me as if I've left them in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and that's helpful to note. So your successes, you put more in front of you. And your areas where you haven't succeeded as well, you put behind you and sort of left so that they have less impact on your sense of yourself. Mm. Yeah, that happened, but it's back there. Whereas the things that support your sense that you're a good learner, you're more... You have more in front of you, within your grasp. You can see them. You can reach out and grab them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's really important for people to understand is so often people that have more challenge with learning take the difficult times and put them more in front of them or somewhere where they're sort of glaring or stand out more or in some way are more impactful. And their successes, they often don't remember that clearly, or they don't count. It's interesting and powerful to see how you do it, that the things that support you go in front of you where they reinforce and inform you that, yeah, I'm good at this. I know how to do this. And the this collective of these things you've done well are they, when you look at them, again, maybe they're not specific, but when you look at that grouping of those, do they have any visual quality to them? Are they, you know, if we compare them to the things you've left behind, which are brighter, which are more colorful, or whatever else you notice? Yeah, the the successful kind of grouping is a lot more dynamic there's movement it's as if it's a live scene that i'm remembering um they're colorful they're bright you know there's there's a lot of um positivity around it yes um the things that you know haven't mattered or even things that i haven't learned well they're you know barely graspable in image form it's more of just kind of a a blob of Uh kind of black and white, not a lot there. And let me ask you the obvious question. Which of those tells you more about who you are? The successes. Uh Uh-huh. The ones that are 
in front of me. In front of you and moving and graspable and bright and colorful and all that. Yeah. And again, it's interesting to note that, you know, if somebody took the uh, challenges, failures that they've had and, and did that same thing with those, put them in a more visible place and made them more alive, of course, every time they looked at them, they would give sort of the opposite feeling of what you get. Yeah. And if they sort of reversed those, took the failures and put them behind them and left them in the dirt, <laughs> <laughs> right? that that would change that. And if they could find ones that supported their sense of, well, I can at least do these things, or I've succeeded this way, or I got, uh, I got some of the answers right, <laughs> and put that in front, they might have more of the results that you have. So again, we're really looking at how to program our brains so that we get better results. And most of us never think about this sort of thing. Have you ever thought about this before today? No, can't say I have. <laughs> but somewhere along the line, your brain stumbled into this way of doing it, and it worked really well. And somebody else stumbled into the opposite way of doing it, and it didn't work so well. So those are the things we're looking for here today. So when you look at this conglomeration of successes, what does it tell you? Again, I know we've been over this, but I just want to emphasize it. It tells me that I'm capable of learning. I can learn new things that I haven't learned before. Um, it tells me I'm good at learning. It's showed me that I've been successful in the things that I've learned. Um, and what does it tell you about the future? It tells me that if I've been able to do it in the past, there, it, I can continue to do that well into the future. And that's only going to get bigger as I continue to add more experiences into that place to look at and say, hey, look, I did it. That's only going to keep growing. And as you add more experiences that reinforce your ability to learn, what happens to your sense of self? Uh, it just keeps expanding. It's almost exponential. You know, everyone you add is not just a small step in, in confidence, but the bigger it gets, the bigger the increase in confidence with every success. And when you get that sense of confidence, what does that feel like? It's, you know, so alivening. It feels like the the world is, is completely open and there's so many opportunities and you know, ultimately nothing stands in the way if I, you know, have the skill of being able to learn. There's nothing I can, can't overcome. Uh-huh. And how, how good does that feel? So good. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite feeling. <laughs> ah, ah, so when you said in the beginning about how fun learning is, it sounds like this is a big part of it being fun is you learn more, it gives you a greater sense of confidence, the world becomes more your oyster, mm -hmm. the, the opportunities more available, all of that, and everything expands, brightens, and feels great. Yeah. Hmm. That's really helpful to know. So other people could borrow that way of doing it 
and get a similar result. Mm-hmm. And the more they did it, the better it would feel. Yes. Maybe when they first started, it would take a little um, practice and all that. But, you know, when you first started learning, it may not have been as exciting as it is now. But you built on it over years. And I think once people notice the feeling being associated with that, because learning's always been fun for me, but now being able to connect this feeling with learning, it only adds to the fun because I can see that fun isn't just fun, it's fun because it lets me, because I'm feeling better about myself. Yes. And that, that only makes it more intense. Yes. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is supporting your capacity to learn and to attain all that you can imagine. We hope you use the perspectives and exercises that we have shared. Feel free to send us questions, ideas, experiences that might benefit our listeners via learntolearn.org, L-E-A-R-N-T-O-L-E-A-R-N.org. Finally, please help others by sharing our link with your friends, family, and other loved ones, since how you learn is how you live.